Hello, and welcome to Wellness Now, presented by Valleywise Health and District Medical Group. I'm your host, Dr. Michael White. If you're feeling out of shape or gained a few pounds in the last year, you're not alone. Many people found themselves doing less activity during the pandemic. But now that COVID-19 numbers are declining and more people are getting vaccinated, it may be a good time for you to get back into an exercise routine. So today, we're getting some advice on how to ramp that physical activity back up safely and effectively. Joining us today is Dr. John Green, a board-certified orthopedic surgeon at Valleywise Comprehensive Health Center Peoria and a district medical group provider. Dr. Green, thank you so much for joining us today. It's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Did you notice a decline in sports injuries during the height of the pandemic? I think everything decreased in the pandemic. There were no organized sports and usual means of recreation, the gyms, leagues were all shut down. So yes, we saw a lot less injury uh, from sports at the beginning and through the whole pandemic. What sort of trends are you noticing now, now that people are coming out of the pandemic and getting more active? So we have noticed an increase in injury, and that's just due to increased participation. It's not been any more dangerous to exercise, but there are definitely some problems to get back started after a layoff. What are some of those types of problems that individuals might have or might start to experience as they're coming back and becoming more active now that we're able to go out and about? The body has a use it or lose it type of maintenance system. And so things that are not used, your body doesn't maintain. So when you're not exercising, your muscles and tendons and bones and cartilage are just not the same. And so the older you are, the longer it takes for that to ramp back up again. So that has some implications for beginning your exercise program. Now, many people choose to only exercise when they have available time. And a lot of that happens on weekends. And we kind of term those folks weekend warriors. As a um, sports medicine physician, how does this, how do you feel about this type of lifestyle? And is this something that we should or shouldn't advocate for? Well, everybody knows that exercise is healthy. So exercise is a good thing. It's better if you can divide that exercise more evenly over the week. It's just easier for your body to adjust to that. But we know that some people just don't have time for that or the things they really like to do require other people and getting together is just uh, more difficult due to scheduling during the week. So there are a lot of people that do a lot of their exercise volume over the two days of the weekend. And that is not ideal, but it's better than no exercise at all. So, you know, as you stated, it's probably better to have a balance, you know, over the week. How is someone able to incorporate an exercise into their busy schedule to avoid clumping it all on the weekends? This is a difficult thing. It's, uh, it's hard. Yes. It's been hard for myself to keep myself on track. Uh, and so everybody's going to have to develop their own strategy. For me, I just wake up earlier in the morning and knock out my exercise uh, first thing. Um, that's not going to be the best thing for everybody, but that's a solution that works well for me. Yeah, and I would I would echo the same thing. I, I practiced that same when we were talking about that before we started recording here today. 
you know, around it is it's just, you know, being able to dedicate that time, finding that time, how it works into your schedule and being consistent, you know, with it and just finding out how that does. What advice would you give to people that are just starting to exercise again post this pandemic? Well, the first thing is you need to start out slow. You cannot immediately jump in where you left off. And so that means different things for different people. So the longer it's been since you exercise, the slower you have to go. If you enjoy something that involves running, for instance, you like to play soccer. Well, if you haven't even run for the last nine months, then maybe start out with, uh, with some running. So you got to prepare your body to do whatever kind of exercise you like to do. For each session, we're talking about maybe some warming up, some stretching. Those are some things that are helpful to get your body ready for exercise. Particularly the stretching is helpful after the exercise as well to help eliminate some of the post-recovery soreness that you're bound to experience when you're starting back up again. Are there any injuries that you're more concerned with as people are starting these programs and may not be able to come back, you know, and jumping in too quickly um, in your role as an orthopedic surgeon? Are we more at risk to injure any specific parts of our body as we're coming back into this, or is it just dependent on what we choose to do? I think it depends more on what you choose to do, but since all those tissues are not maintained, we see a lot of difficulties with the tendons because they take a little longer than the muscles to actually get back going again um, because they have less blood supply. Uh, same way with uh, you know bones, they take a little bit longer, but generally they, they weather the storm a little bit better of inactivity, at least initially. So in terms of joints, we, we see a lot of problems with the knees and shoulders. And uh, if you are a cutting and pivoting athlete, then the ankles as well. So those are the most common type of joint injuries. Orthopedic surgeon Dr. John Green is answering your top questions about resuming an exercise program after this long layoff. You can make a virtual or in-person appointment with a district medical group provider at Valleywise Health by calling 833-855-9973 Monday through Friday from 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. or by visiting valleywisehealth.org and clicking the book appointment button. You know, one of the more important things, I think, as we all resume our exercise program, certainly here in Arizona where it's so dry and hot, is... Um, be staying hydrated. How much should someone drink prior to resuming their exercise program or during their exercise program to help them avoid injury? So the idea of prehydration or drinking before exercise is a really good one to get started off, particularly here. So drinking 16 ounces of water an hour or two before exercise and then immediately before exercise, maybe another eight ounces is really helpful to avoid dehydration. Uh, remember also that after you exercise, your body has a lot of extra protein to get rid of from your muscle breakdown. 
And so drinking extra afterwards is going to make that go better as well. Is it just water that you would advocate for or are any of those other, you know, fancy sports drinks and things that we see sort of advertised as quote, quote, recovery type supplements, you know, more beneficial to help our bodies process some of that, you know, extra metabolites from the exercise? It really depends how long you exercise. If you're exercising less than an hour, water is usually all you need. If you're going to go over an hour, then a sports drink with some electrolytes is going to be really helpful for your hydration. Afterwards, it's helpful to get some type of uh, protein, amino acids in your body after exercise. So within about 30 minutes or so afterwards, uh, consuming some protein-rich caloric type uh, intake just a couple hundred calories is really helpful to get your body's recovery underway. Wonderful. You know, we talked a little bit a minute ago around some of the injuries you might see as we're resuming this. What are some of the common injuries that you often are seeing individuals for um, uh, in this? And then do they vary by the various ages of the participants? So the most common injuries in sports are to the knee. And uh, the knee just is at risk whenever you change directions. And because so many sports do in, encourage changing directions quickly, we see a lot of knee injuries. So knee injuries come in a couple different varieties. So we see injuries to the ligaments. So torn ligaments like the ACL or anterior cruciate ligament and the MCL or medial collateral ligament are the most common ligament injuries. In between the bones, there's an extra fiber cartilaginous discs to absorb some extra shock called menisci. And the meniscus is also at risk with turning uh, type uh, sports. We have gliding surface cartilage, which is the main shock absorber of the joint. And that is something that does not heal itself over time. And so the older you get, the more likely you are to have some cartilage type problems. And those tend to be something that if you have been inactive for a while, that actually might flare up as you get back to your sports. Uh, tendon problems, we mentioned a little earlier, and around the knee, the patellar tendon and the quadriceps tendon are the most common tendons that are ruptured uh, with sports. And that happens usually to middle-aged men. And those are some injuries that happen more to folks who get all their exercise on the weekends. The so-called weekend warriors have a few more tendon injuries. The other tendon they also injure more frequently is the Achilles tendon. That's the tendon that connects your calf muscles to, to your heel. So those are also a little age related. The older we get, the more tendon injuries we have. Younger uh, folks, uh, high school age kids, they tear their uh, ACL uh, a little bit more frequently than the older population. So say I'm out exercising over the weekend here and I feel something or I feel that I have hurt one of my joints. We'll spoke, focus specifically on the knee. What are some of the things that I can do immediately after it happens to help 
minimize the impact that you know of the damage I may have done. Such I'm, I'm you know we hear all these adages about ice versus heat versus elevation, et cetera. What are some of the best practices that we can advocate that our patients be able to use? So the hallmark is rest, ice, compression, and elevation. So those work well for just about any injury. And so it's a good way to start with just about anything. I guess the first thing about an injury is to try and determine, well, is this just kind of usual sort of starting up uh, soreness or is this actually an injury? And so one of the things is, well, can you walk on it? Mm -hmm. Did you feel something bad happen at the time or did this pain develop after you finished your exercise? So things that tend to be more related to injuries are you notice it right away. You might even hear or feel a pop and your knee swells up quite quickly, usually maybe in the first hour or even you know the first day. Those are things that go along with injuries, and injuries are something that, yes, you should treat them right away, but prompt um, treatment and evaluation so you get on the right treatment program is really helpful for those to minimize their impact. When is the right time to call the, your clinician or, or your provider to be able to go in and see them for what you suspect might be an injury? Well, if you think you're injured, the sooner the better. Many injuries can be mitigated and made better more quickly by prompt diagnosis and treatment. So get in there quickly if you think you're injured. If it's something that you noticed after the exercise was over, it just feels really sore. Those are some things that maybe don't need immediate treatment and oftentimes they get better very rapidly as well. That's the other hallmark of just an exercise-related soreness versus an injury. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about how to ramp up your exercise routine safely and effectively. Orthopedics and sports medicine are just some of the healthcare services available at the Valleywise Health Comprehensive Health Center, Peoria. Learn more and make an appointment at valleywisehealth.org. So as we've resumed our exercise program, we've been very cautious. Maybe we've had an injury in the past. What are some of the ways that we can help prevent a sports injury in the future? So definitely things that have injured you in the past make you more prone for future injury. So recovery after your exercise is really important. A simple bag of ice as part of your regular exercise routine to follow your exercise routine is probably an excellent thing to do to prevent having problems. So just a bag of ice over the front of the knee, for instance, for 10 minutes after you exercise can go a long way to preventing some of that post-exercise soreness and minimize chances of having problems. Are there special uh, exercises or low impact exercises that you would recommend for somebody that's just restarting their exercise program? I know myself as a cardiologist, I will tell folks walking is probably the best thing that people can do for them, at least from their cardiovascular health. 
But as I think of, you know, sports medicine and, and orthopedics, there may be other exercises that are more vigorous for folks that, you know, may be recommended as they start their programs. So particularly for people who have had previous injuries before, we would like to be able to work those muscles and tendons a little harder while being gentler on the joint than just walking. So walking gives you a pretty fair amount of impact for the amount of muscle work that you do. And if you've had a previous injury, well, we'd like to minimize that by doing some lower impact cardio. We're talking about things like bicycling, swimming, exercise machines that you may see in the gym. Those are all low impact ways to exercise that you can really work those muscles quite a bit harder while being a little gentler on your joints. That happens uh, to be a really good way to go for people with injuries, as well as just the older you get, the more likely you have some type of degeneration of your cartilage. And so that's going to go better in terms of an exercise program, particularly to start up. When you start up an exercise program, remember we talked about the use it or lose it uh, principle. Well, your body hasn't maintained the cartilage like it did when you were exercising. And so ramping up your exercise is safer to do with a low impact type of exercise, or at least the concept of cross training. Cross training means I want to do a variety of different types of exercises using different muscle groups and different ways to exercise in order to achieve my goal of uh, getting back to a higher level of health. So cross-training might be for, for running. You might choose bicycling or swimming as good ways to cross-train for running. They work your cardiovascular system hard. They use different muscle groups. They are low impact. And so as you're increasing your running, you can actually increase your exercise a little bit quicker than you can safely uh, increase your exercise by running alone. You talked a little bit about the use it or lose it phenomenon around our cartilage and some of those types of things. So as we begin these programs, how long does it usually take for our body to be able to regenerate it, if at all, in some of these spots, you know, that are of more of these high impacts? So everybody's different. So the older you are, the longer it takes. For a healthy young person, maybe in their 20s, you're going to get uh, pretty good bone uh, turnover every six weeks. You're going to have the muscles also around the six-week uh, time frame. The tendons take a little longer, about eight weeks to turn over. And so those are some uh, basic type things to think about. The older you get, the longer it takes. And so the longer it's taken since you've been active also the longer it takes so start slow and listen to your body and if it objects to you going faster then slow it down a little bit and i think that's a probably phenomenal way for people to think about it is your body will tell you if it's under stress and that's the time to maybe back off and give your chance of body a chance to have some bit of recovery here orthopedic surgeon dr john green is answering your top questions today about being a weekend warrior. Are there any recommendations that you would make around a 
equipment or devices for people? I know you specifically focusing on sports injury would look at the ankles, the knees, and the shoulders, but are there any just basic things that people should do um, around that, such as their shoes, um, as they come into resuming an exercise program? Well, if you haven't used any of your equipment, then right, you're going to want to work uh, to make sure that that is in good shape again. Shoes are a particular interest because shoes are important for most every sport. And so the shoes have built-in shock absorption in them. Those types of shoes that you use for a lot of sports uh, wear out. And the way that they build the soles and the uppers now, you don't notice a lot of wear on those before the shock absorption capability of the shoes are already depleted. And so recommended uh, shoe changing is depending upon how many miles you do and how often and how vigorously you run. A pair of shoes nowadays may last three to 500 miles. They may last uh, six months in somebody that's running uh, consistently pretty far. So make sure that you have a pair of shoes that has shock absorption left. And then when you get a new pair of shoes, obviously you need to break them in as well, or you're going to have troubles with uh, blisters, which even though it's just a skin problem, they can cause a lot of pain and slow down your exercise program a lot if you get them. So prevention is certainly worthwhile for those types of things. You know, we had started talking earlier, too, about warm-up. How long should someone do warm-up before they become more vigorous in a normal exercise routine? So when we talk about warm-up, we're really talking about getting your body temperature up, and so you start breaking a sweat. So that's really all that it takes to get your body warmed up. And so when you're exercising in the heat, maybe it doesn't take very long at all in order to do that. We want to increase your body temperature, your heart rate, and your breathing. So it might take five minutes or 10 minutes to get that to occur. That is a good way to kind of get started with any type of exercise bout. Uh, a little warm-up is going to make it safer for you to participate. You know, uh, as we kind of wind up our time here today, um, you recently joined us at Valleywise Health in a new practice out at the Comprehensive Health Center we have at Peoria. How has your experience been in this new environment in our new ambulatory surgical center? It's a wonderful place. It's a beautiful facility, and it's got a wonderful place to see patients, and it also has an outpatient surgery center. So. That's a tremendous convenience to patients to have their surgery right there in the same place where the office is located. Yeah, it's truly going to be a boon for us, you know, here to be able to really have access for our patients, especially up there in the West Valley in that Peoria area. Dr. Green, what are three things that we can leave our audience with today to take action on this information to better help them, you know, resume their exercise program? Well, Exercise is good, so let's get back at it, but let's get started a little slow. Listen to your body, and if you have an injury, then seek early treatment. Dr. Green, thank you so much to, for your time today. 
If you are a weekend warrior and want to learn more about how to exercise without injury, you can check out our blog at valleywisehealth.org. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Have a wonderful weekend, everyone.